we're going to go through the last chapter of, of Romans and there's not, um, never diminish the word of God by saying that there's not a lot of um, theology. Of course, God's theology is very, very condensed, but Paul is winding down. So there really isn't a lot of technical theology. There's some, we're going to go through it, but then we're going to be talking next week about how to have a devotional life. And so we're going to be talking about prayer, meditation, all of that. And I'm going to pray for Doreen and also for Maria. Sandy uh, contacted me today and let me know that Doreen was in the hospital. So glad that you are on, Doreen. Thank you. We're going to pray for you. But not just Robert is going to pray for you. We're all going to pray for you. Please put on your prayer list because understand one thing is that the way that intercessory prayer works, it's not the person who is praying. It's the person who is answering that counts, and that is God. So, you know, so we're all going to do the knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door thing. In fact, well, no, we're not. No, we're not because heaven's door is always open, okay, for God's children. As much as I love Eric Clapton's song, uh, he's wrong when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to um, God's children. So from now on, it's going to be we're all going to be putting it on our prayer list. Please, thank you. And I want to pray for Doreen at the beginning, and I'm going to pray for her after. I'm going to pray for Doreen and Maria. Right. So let's all pray. Doreen um, is um, going to pray for the Lord to rectify this health problem and that you'll come back and give testimony. Scripture says that when we are coming to God, we should come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain help and mercy in a time of need. This is Doreen's time of need. This is Maria's time of need. Father, we just thank you. We praise your holy name. I pray, Lord God, that you would. Um, rectify Maria's oxygen levels, Father, Lord God. I pray, Father, Lord God, Jesus Christ, that you would heal her, Lord God, that she would come back and give testimony to your power, Father, Lord God. Your word says that we should call those things that are not as though they were, so I call her healed, Lord God, by faith, Lord God, Jesus Christ, that she will be better than she ever was before. We lift up Maria to you, Father, that you would heal her from head to toe, Lord God, Jesus Christ, that she would not have a health issue, that she would come back and give testimony, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. And we're going to do some prayers at the end, too. Um, so Romans chapter 16, so Paul is winding down here, and he says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe who is a servant of the church, which is at uh, uh, Centuria, that you receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and that you help her in whatever manner she may have need of you. For she herself also has been a helper of many and of myself as well. And this is what a community is supposed to do 
intercede on behalf of others. This is why I say, once you know that someone has a prayer need, please pray for that need. Um, greet uh, Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who for my life risk their own necks to whom not only do I give thanks, but also the churches of the Gentiles. Paul's acknowledging he is not super apostle. He was, I, I call him that it's, uh, after Jesus, uh, uh, man, I have the greatest respect in all of history. Um, he was super apostle, but he acknowledged that he couldn't have done what uh, he did without the help of these other people. And that's what we are to do. Acknowledge the need for other helpers. Also greet the church that is in their house. And I talked about our house churches. Greet Epinetus, my beloved, who is the first convert to Christ from Asia. You know, and this is Asia Minor. This is what it was called, the Middle East at this time. Greet Mary, who has worked um, uh, or what they also uh, called the Middle East was the Near East as opposed to the Far East. Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you. Greet Andrakanakis oh, and Junius, my kinsman. Don't say that too fast. Uh, <laughs> Andrakanakis. And Junius, my kinsman, and my fellow prisoners who are outstanding amongst the apostles who also were in Christ before me. Greet Ampilatus, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Abanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and Stachus, my beloved. Greet Apellus, the approved in Christ. Greet those who are in the household of Astabolus. Greet Herodian, my kinsman. Greet those of the household of Narcissus. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> Narcissus, what does that remind you of? Well, in the Lord, greet tra Trophophania and uh, Trophosa workers in the Lord. Greet Persis, the beloved who has worked hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, a choice man in the Lord, also his mother and mine. Greet As uh, Astrid Critus. Feldon, Hermes, Patrobus, Hermes, and their brethren, and them greet Philogus and Julia, nurse, and his sister, and Olympus. Whoa, and all the saints who are with them greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. Now I urge you, brethren, keep your eye on those who cause. So here it is. Now, here's the theology. Right now, I urge you, brethren, keep your eye on those who cause dissensions and hindrances contrary to the teachings which you learned and turn away from them. For such men are slaves, not of our Lord Christ, but of their own appetites. But by their smooth and flattering speech, they deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting. For the report of your obedience has reached to all. Therefore, I am rejoicing over you, but I want you to be wise in what is good and innocent, in what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. I want us to quickly go to uh, Philippians 
and see a very much Philippians chapter three and see very much uh, uh, this parallel text in these verses. Three verse, four, verse 17. Brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. So Paul is talking about the behavior is seen to be seen in Christians should be this behavior that he has shown, right? For many walk of whom I often told you and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction whose God is their appetite and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things for our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has, he, that he has even to subject all things to himself. But look what he say, whose end is destructive, whose God is their appetite, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. See, once again, right there, why politics and all of the other foolishness is not to be our way. Why is that? Because that's an earthly thing. That is an earthly thing. He talks about that they are enemies of the cross. People who set their mind on earthly things, who set their mind on just grabbing for earthly power, because our citizenship is in heaven. If you are a Christian, I don't care, you could have been born in Kansas, Zimbabwe, China, it doesn't matter. Your citizenship is in heaven. Your permanent citizenship is in heaven. This is just by chance that you are here and we are to set our minds on heavenly things scripture says colossians 3 verse 1 keep seeking those things above where christ is seated at the right hand of god once again i spoke about last week about what happened at the oscars look in verse 17 now i heard you brethren keep your eye on those who cause dissensions and hindrances contrary to the teachings. Even if I didn't, let's say if I didn't go up and slap someone publicly, if I went up and made a scene, let's say if I went up and I made a scene with someone, I am being divisive. Why is that? Because I have, I, I am now, so I have just created this, contention that's a locus that's an area now right of interest for a lot of people to gather around there are probably going to be people going to be gathering around me oh yeah robert's right or robert's wrong and the other person is right i have just sowed the seed of division really listen it is okay if somebody is done something wrong, right? It's okay to go and 
approach them, approach them privately, quietly. It, it's always going to be divisive if you create what I'm going to cause this locus of contention where people can gather around and people who don't even know what they are talking about now can interpret it. Oh, yeah, I think Robert's right. Well, hey, people who are closer to me will probably think that. People who are probably close to the other person will probably think that. What have I just really created? I have made relationships between a bunch of groups more tenuous, right? More tenuous, less, less bonded. Right, yeah, and before you know it, that other person, oh yeah, he's not a good person. Anyway, Robert's right, or the other person was right, and Robert's wrong. That is divisive. Whereas if you are serious about resolving the issue, it should just be you and that person, right? It should just be you and that person, and you resolve the issue nobody needs to know why would it need to be a public thing it doesn't need to be public right it doesn't it's just like when you see people just arguing on the street that's incredibly divisive it's incredibly divisive you can go quietly quietly to that person right and resolve the issue between you and that person. Anything else is very, very divisive. So remember that. Um, so, so then the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Timothy, my fellow worker, greets you. So does Lucius and Jason and Sosipater, my kinsman, Tertius, who writes this letter, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, host of me into the old church, greet you. Erastus, the city treasurer, greet you. Quartus, the brother, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Paul is, is letting all of the people in the church know that they are significant. Now, to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which has been kept secret, for long ages past, but now it is manifested by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the eternal God, as made known to all the nations, leading to obedience of faith, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be the glory forever. So Paul is essentially here, he is disputing any other gods, what anyone believed, there could be people in this church who are not quite convinced, well, I got my gods and all of that. He is essentially saying that there's only one God. He's calling this God eternal. And what he's saying, to him who's able to establish you according to my gospel. Look at chapter one, verse 16, when we started. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So, Paul, so we've ended Romans there, and Paul has tried as much as possible to include 
everyone in the church. And in fact, actually, in doing that, he's helping, right, ensure that there be no division. Well, he didn't mention me. Oh, well, he didn't mention me. But he's mentioned pretty much everybody in this church. And also, oh, greet this person, this household. And he's saying household because that applies if you people have 30 people in a household. He's covered everybody there, right? You know what's important? What's important? Here's what's important in terms of greeting people. is making everybody feel worthwhile. Let everybody know that they are important, right? If he just sent uh, and just said, oh, I just greet the leadership. I mean, well, what about all of the, the, the congregants? No, make everybody feel that they are important. Okay, here's an example. Who greets everybody on this line? Sandy, remember, and Stephanie is doing that. As everybody's coming in, yeah. But everybody, everybody, make everybody feel important because everybody is important. Everybody is important. Right, so it's very, very important. All you guys are important to God, to us. We're gonna do some prayer points. We're gonna do some uh, prayer, and I'm looking forward to helping you guys have a um, a powerful relationship with God. We've been in Romans for a long, long time. I think it was last August. Been going through it. And the first prayer point is what I'm going to, is what I'm going to say. I said the other day that there's, there's four things that affect us in this world. How we think, how we relate, how we enjoy or how we don't enjoy. And the first thing I said is the um idiosyncratic differences that we all have some people are more sensitive some people can get hurt easier than others everybody has different sensitivity thresholds right the second one is family relationship how uh People have related to uh, different uh, family members, the love that they've received from parents, right? That's going to affect you. For example, there are people who are insecure and have low self-esteem because they haven't received the love that they get from the person. I'm not talking about, you know, been abused or anything, but they could have been emotional neglect not being told that they were um, loved as much as they should have been. Then there are social influences. How, lie, how we get affected by what goes on in the social environment. Now, I'll give you an example. So Charles Dickens was a social critic, right? Social critic, he wrote a lot of books, but look what happened to Charles Dickens. So 
Maybe you don't know. Maybe you do, but Charles Dickens went to the poorhouse as a child because his father had debts back then in Victorian Britain. It was a crime to owe money. All of this, oh, well, that's civil. That's no, 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 no. It wasn't back then. It being poor was like a crime. And he used to blacken boots in orphanages. What? Think about it. You think about social critic. Think about one of the greatest Dickens book that he wrote, Oliver Twist. What was Oliver Twist? An orphan. An orphan in an orphanage. Why was he in an orphanage? He was in an orphanage because his mother, his mother was unmarried. And he picked the pocket. See what Dickens did? He picked the pocket of his grandfather, who was an aristocrat. See how Dickens is using it? He's bringing his own story into it. Look at Nietzsche. He hated God. What was his father? Five years old, his father was a pastor. His father died. Nietzsche was mad at God. Nietzsche was raised by a bunch of women. Karl Marx, look how he was affected. Yeah, capital, what did he hate? He hated the fact that he was Jewish and he was associated. Oh, Jews are just about money. Jews are just about money. So he started writing, not about socialism, no, but his critique of capitalism. That money is bad. Look at Charles Darwin. His father was a doctor, but he wanted him to be a pastor or a doctor. What did he write about? Trying to disprove God by evolution. What I'm saying is that your social environment will dictate what you do. You can't get away from that. The only way to get away from it is to get it sanctified, get it healthy. Because these men were all, there was a part of them that they were trying to get away from themselves. Don't get me wrong, you know, Dickens did a lot of great work and he shed light on the, the, the just the, the, the very, very, very horrible uh, uh, um, labor markets at that time and the advantage that, uh, the, the, the uh, exploitation of child labor and all of that kind of stuff. So we did a lot of stuff. But I say this just so you have a deep look at yourself of what is it that my social environment created in me, right, that works badly against me. I've said before, and I will say it, Always, I would love to have racists come for counseling because I know that they're hurt by something. They've been hurt by something in their social environment. Really, they have been hurt by something and everybody has a story. And we should be tolerant to people's story. We shouldn't hate them. We should be, accept listen, I'm not saying we should be except of destructive, hateful, evil behavior. But in order to change them, we've got to be accepting, ready to listen, to be able to change some of these things. There are any of these hate groups. Do I think people 
uh, join hate groups because they've had a lot of love. No, on the contrary. So what we've got to look at, what we have to look at is what did I pick up in childhood? It could be in your unconscious mind. Carl Jung said, unless you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you'll call it fate. Really, and what we've got to do, we've got to understand if there's certain behaviors that we've got. These things haven't come from top of mind, they've come from deep down, deep down, just like that iceberg that sank the Titanic. It wasn't what was on top that bothered the Titanic, it was what was beneath. So the first prayer point is, Lord God, Take anything and everything away from me that I've picked up from my social environment that works as a hindrance to my progress in any area of my life. In Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We praise your holy name, Lord. We pray, Father, Lord God, that you, Lord, would give us the grace, Lord God, to let go of anything that's in our unconscious mind. We've picked up, Lord God, in our childhood that doesn't work for us, that works against us, that obstructs our progress, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, Mao Zedong, our chairman Mao, as he is called, came from a very, very poor, very poor family. We went to private school with the so-called aristocrats of China, and he was never, ever, ever accepted. Who did he persecute? The wealthy, right? The wealthy, right? So there's something that came right from childhood. Same thing with Maximilian de Robespierre. Maximilian de Robespierre was the one that started the reign of terror in 1794 after the, uh, um, the French Revolution. And essentially the reign of terror was democracy now being the tyrant, actually sending the aristocracy to the guillotine. Really. And these were now the people on top, but de Robespierre, what was because of his upbringing in poverty, hated these wealthy people. Really, we have to look at ourselves because we can normalize certain things. We can normalize these things because it's our normal, but it's not normal. But it causes bad behavior. Let me tell you something. If you've been in excessive heat, eating, drinking, or anything, gossiping, or whatever, there's something in your unconscious mind. It's like a virus that's causing that behavior. It needs to come out. Young said, anything that's not addressed, anything that's just stuffed down there will affect you negatively in life. You may not be able to connect the dots, but it's gonna be affecting you negatively in life. You just get angry for no apparent reason, or you just cry, or you just sad, you know, it's something in your unconscious mind. If you're tired 
all the time. It can be something in your unconscious mind. If you feel a need to be uh, mean or nasty to people or abrupt, or you don't like people, it's something in your unconscious mind. Lord God, whatever is in my unconscious mind, Lord God, whatever, Lord, that causes me not to be positive, not to be a, a, a forward-thinking individual, that causes me not to be accepting of others or myself, Lord God. Let me deal with it right now. Bring it out, Lord. Bring it out and change the way I see things and the way I do things in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name, Lord God. I pray, Father, Lord God, anything in my unconscious mind, Lord God, that causes me not to be forward thinking, not to cause me not to be accepting of myself or others, that cause me to be negative, Lord God. Take it out, Lord, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is the next prayer point. Lord God, totally change any dysfunctional thinking cycles that I have. You know, you sit in a railway track as they change the lines, boom, change train goes onto the other tracks. We want our thinking to now get on different tracks, right? In psychology, in therapy, we call it cognitive restructuring, restructuring thinking patterns because the past ones were erroneous, right? Lord God, let my thinking get on new tracks. If worried, that because by childhood, oh, my, my mother was always worrying, you're gonna mimic that. Lord God, let my thinking get on a new track, a new positive track, a forward, give me the grace to be forward thinking, Lord God. Let my thinking be lifting me up instead of dragging me down. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I praise your holy name. Give us the grace, Lord God, for our thinking to be lifting us up, Lord God, not dragging us down. Pray to get on new tracks, Lord God, positive tracks, Father, and off the old, Lord God, self-defeating tracks. We ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Is the next prayer boy. If, Lord God, my life is, if my social environment, my past, Lord God, is depriving me of peace, of the peace that I should have, take it away. There's many people who gravitate towards chaos and almost think that peace is is boring, almost think that they're really only alive when their life is chaotic. No, if my life, Lord, you need peace. You need peace, not confusion, not chaos. Anything from my social environment, Lord God, from my past, from my upbringing that's causing my life to be chaotic, Lord God, take it away in Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I praise your holy name, Lord God Jesus. 
anything, Lord God, that is causing my life to be chaotic for my social environment, for my upbringing, Lord God, take it away from me, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Lord God, anything, anything that's causing me to have self-doubt, Lord God, from my social environment, from my upbringing, Lord God, essentially, you know, many of us said we have emotional deficits just because of our parents. And I said, this is not, understand one thing, I'll never ever say, this is never ever about bashing our parents, they should have done it, they should have done it. In many cases, it's silly because they had emotional deficits. They work with what they had. This is not about bashing our parents, but this is just really an acceptance of the fact of we didn't get what we needed to get right because our parents were actually limited. Really, our parents were limited in what they had. A person can only give you what they've got, really. If they don't got it, they can't give it to you, really. But all I'm just saying is we have to acknowledge that we didn't get what we needed, but there are emotional deficits that we're asking God to supply, right? So let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We praise your holy name, Lord God. We pray, Father, any emotional deficits from our social environment, our parents, Lord God, that causes us to have self-doubt, low self-esteem, Father, Lord God. We pray, Lord God Jesus, that you will fill that gap, Lord God. You will fill that gap. Give us the grace, Lord God, to see ourselves as you see us, Father, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. And next prayer point is... Lord God, give us the grace to stop going round in life, in circles. In other words, we want God to end the futility, the futility. Many people are still doing the same things in life, even if it doesn't work for them because they're just used to doing those things. And when you're used, when, when you are used to doing those things, when you are, you're programmed. You are programmed. I have a program on my phone that actually every night in the early hours of the morning, my phone gets cleaned, defragged, debugged, everything, everything, because it's programmed. Really, I don't have to do anything. Well, we are programmed, as I said, I've talked about our formative years before. So we are programmed. So if we are programmed to go nowhere, well, that's what we'll, where we'll go. We'll go nowhere, right? So we want to change our programming now. You know, we want to change the futility and we want to make the programming 
into fulfillment, fulfillment of our purpose. Futility just round and round and round. She goes where she ends, nobody knows. Now, there's a destination for us for every purpose. God made that and we want to get there. So it's Lord God. Lord God, change the programming, the futility, the futility, Lord, change it, Lord God, to fulfillment, Lord God, in Jesus' name. When you have a futile light and you don't know where you go, many people have to drag themselves out of bed. Of, of course, when you know where you are going and you're on that journey, it energizes you. You embrace life. You have joy. So it's Lord God. Take away the futility and replace it with fulfillment. With fulfillment, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We praise your holy name, Lord God. We pray that you would take away the futility, Lord God, and replace it with fulfillment, Lord. Guide us, Father, Lord God, Jesus Christ. Guide into that deeper life in you, Father, where we will be fulfilled, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The last prayer point um, is going to be this before I pray over all of um, the things we've been praying about and Doreen and Maria again and the next uh uh prayer point is is this is lord god give me joy lord god in my heart listen there's no such thing as circumstantial joy i said before you don't manufacture your own joy. Give me joy in my heart. Is the difference between God's joy. It doesn't depend on circumstances. Really, it does not depend on circumstances. So we want joy in the good times and the bad times. That's the thing. Understand one thing. A lot of people equate uh, having joy with what's going on externally. No, in this world, you'll have bad time. Externally, you'll have bad time. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. The joy is supposed to spring from the inside. You're not supposed to derive it from the outside. It's an inside job. It's not an outside job. So, Lord God, give me joy on my in my heart, regardless of the external. Give it to me internally, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name, Lord God. I pray that you will give me internal joy, Father. I don't want happiness. That depends on what happens. I want internal joy, Lord God, on the inside, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm -hmm.